Catholic Answers, catholic.com. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Welcome to We Sing Our Faith, sharing the music and ministry of today's Catholic recording artists. I am your host, Julie Carrick, and it is my privilege to share my fellow artists with you. Thank you for joining me this week on We Sing Our Faith. Today I'm going to be sharing with you so much about the book Savior and Sustenance. I love the way that God has timed this in my life. You know, to take some quiet time to just sit with Him in adoration and to listen and to say, Lord, what do you want me to do next? And to realize that it was a second book and how perfectly, perfectly timed it is during this time of the Eucharistic revival. And little did I know when I was writing the book that that would be happening. So literally, the book was finished two months before the Eucharistic revival was announced. So what a beautiful joy to realize that the, that our Lord had spoken deep into my heart, knowing that he would use something as simple as my taking time with him in Eucharistic adoration to touch my thoughts and to touch my pen that I would write this book. And so to have a second book out, um, what a joy, and, and in particular, about the Eucharist. You know, so Savior and Sustenance is the name of the book, and it has 12 chapters as we go deep into what it means to live a Eucharistic life. And everything from the very beginning where we meet him in the manger, what he was willing to do to be that Lamb of God, to become our Savior and our sustenance, and, and hence the name of the book. And then each chapter has something very specific in how we live that. Like we go to Eucharistic adoration, not to just sit with him and look at him, but to be transformed as we sit with the body of Christ so that as we walk out of that adoration chapel, we can become a living monstrance. And of course, I'll talk about this a bit later in the program, but our Blessed Mother giving us this perfect example, you know, of how we can journey with her as she journeyed with him. And there's so much more, um, just beautiful content within this book. And I'm just so excited to take today uh, a little bit of time with you to share about at least some of the chapters and share a bit more of the beauty of this book that I hope each and every one of you will eventually get. I want to begin the program again with the title of the book is Savior and Sustenance. And it is our personal relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist. And so the first song that I want to go to is Manducate. And as I've shared this in previous episodes, Manducate is the Latin word for manger, which literally translates to take and eat. So from the time he was an infant in the manger, he was already inviting us to a life with him in the Eucharistic embrace. From your host, Julie Carrick, Manducate. Manducate, Jesus fill me. Manducate, come receive. Manducate, life eternal. Take and eat the living bread. In Bethlehem, the house of bread 
Jesus 
has filled me. Manducate, come receive. Manducate, life eternal. Take and eat the living bread. Manducate. Now, the next song that I want to go to is literally the second chapter of the book, I Take You at Your Word. When we read the powerful, beautiful descriptions of what Christ was giving us when he spoke in Capernaum, and this is in John chapter 6, verses 35 through 63, he not only spoke the words, but challenged those listening to hear it over and over, to take it seriously. The things that were repeated were always important. He also repeated numerous times that he would go up to Jerusalem to suffer and die. Not just his words, but his actions are what we hear and what we, what we read and what we come to engage with in sacred scripture. That it wasn't just the words. That would have been very easy for him, right? To say, yes, I can take this bread and wine and make it my body and blood. But it was the sacrifice that he offered of himself to fulfill what happened in that upper room, he went and literally gave his life for each and every one of us who would believe that he is the Christ and that when we dare to approach the Eucharistic banquet, we take him at his word that he is Jesus Christ under the appearance of bread and wine. But in that Eucharistic embrace, we come so close to him, but it requires action on our part. We have to take him at his word. And so, of course, the next song that I want to go to is the one that I wrote, I Take You at Your Word, as I was pondering that beautiful image of the Pieta, where Mama Mary looked down into those deceased and broken eyes, the broken body of her son. And as a mother, you know she was saying, Son, I take you at your word. You said on the third day you would rise. You said on the third day you would make all things new. I am taking you at your word. The maiden fair so long ago was praying in her room. Your messenger who spoke to her said life was coming soon. And with her, yes, she came to know the word of God in flesh I learned from her to listen well and take you at your word The twelve you chose would journey through three years that spend with you You spoke to them in parables Hard for some to take you where you 
as we move in through the chapters of the book, the third chapter, that it, it came at quite a price. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. When we pray that prayer in the sacred liturgy of the Mass, do we even realize what we're saying? That the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, the willingness of Jesus to be the Lamb of sacrifice for the atonement of our sins, you know, it's an amazing thing that so many times when we when we come to this incredible sacrifice of the mass and we see this, you know, almost that stark white perfection of the host that we can we can sometimes forget the price that was paid that Jesus Christ, the lamb of God who was slain for us, who gave his life for us. And the horrific sacrifice, the horrific pain that he suffered in order to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, grant us peace. He gives us mercy and he gives us peace. And one of the prayers that is so powerful that shares this is the Anima Christi. And there is such a powerful, um, just a powerful revelation of what happens inside of this prayer, the Anima Christi, when we say those words, soul of Christ, sanctify me, body of Christ, save me, because it literally did, blood of Christ, inebriate me. And I always laugh at that word, inebriate, but it's so perfect because to be inebriated means that we come under the influence of the substance that we have taken in. What better influence to come under the control of than Jesus Christ, that we would give our will into his for us. Water from the side of Christ, wash me, purify me, make me clean. And of course, passion of Christ, strengthen me. In those moments of adversity in our life, we turn to Jesus Christ, knowing that he suffered everything on our behalf. 
When we think we cannot make it through, all we have to do is look to the cross and realize it didn't end there. But in that great, beautiful action of resurrection, he opened wide the doors of heaven, opened wide the gates of paradise for us, that we would be able to come home to him and to celebrate with all the angels and saints forever and ever in his presence. So, the beautiful prayer, Anima Christi, that I set to music. I come to offer perfect praise to you To bring a gift of self to offer Kneeling here before you now I feel unworthy, Lord Help me lift my eyes to see To see you looking into me Into a heart that longs to love you Into these eyes that beg to see I breathe Jesus Jesus My soul is longing to be near you I see beyond the bread your face Kneeling here before you I see you looking into me Into a heart that longs to love you Into these eyes that beg to see Into my arms that need your true embrace Into my hearing all my senses Into every breath I breathe Into a heart that 
comes to love you into these eyes that beg to see into my arms that need your true embrace into my hearing all my senses into every breath i breathe jesus jesus Now, as we continue through Savior and Sustenance in this wonderful kind of special episode during this release weekend of the new book, I want to go to the fourth chapter, and it's In Persona Christi, and why the Catholic Church is the only place that we truly receive the full, true Eucharist, Jesus Christ, under the appearance of bread and wine. This chapter is filled with powerful sharings by priests and what they experienced during the Eucharistic prayers of the Mass. So two dear bishops, Bishop Neil Bucken, who is part of the Archdiocese for the Military, and the bishop in my home diocese here of Phoenix, Bishop Thomas Olmsted, give their insight, along with six amazing priests who were willing to share their journey. And these priests are from here in Arizona, from Nigeria in Africa, from Ireland, from New Zealand, um, from Oklahoma, and from Florida, and also from Minnesota. Just some amazing men who are willing to sit down and have these discussions with me of what they feel in Persona Christi. So many times the world will take an action or actions of the few. And when I say the few, I mean less than 1% of priests in our world have been guilty of the heinous things that the media turns around to make it look like all Catholic priests are the bad guys. And yet the 99%, the 99 out of 100 of these beautiful men who without them, we would not have the sacred banquet to share in, to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. We need these men. And I know that because of the pain and suffering that people have experienced at the hands of the few, we need to, to seek that reconciliation. We need to seek that healing. And if you are someone listening today who was affected in a negative way by a priest, reach out to a different priest, reach out to another man of God who is true and, uh, and come back to the Eucharistic embrace because without these incredibly anointed hands of our priests, we would not have the Eucharist. So the song, the hands of the priest is where I like to go to next. Blessed are the 
try to go deeper in our relationship with Christ. You know, so many times, and I, I've said this on Marian episodes, our Protestant brothers and sisters think that we worship Mary. We do not worship Mary. We love her and we seek her guidance because God loved her in such a unique and perfect and lovely way that literally she conceived of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Christ who she bore, she conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is an amazing intimacy. That is an amazing connectiveness with God. And when her son, Jesus Christ, was born, Mary raised him. Mary raised him in the Jewish faith. He grew up in a household of love between her and Joseph, a holy family, not a family that was spared the heartaches and sadnesses, because we know from the very moment he was born and they had to flee into exile into Egypt because Herod wanted Christ dead. He was protected under the care of Mary and Joseph. And when they came back and it was finally time to present him in the temple, we heard those words of Simeon, that a sword of sorrow would pierce Mary's heart, knowing that her son would be the revelation of God who promised the Savior and what that was going to require on the hearts of the people who would either accept him or reject him. And Mary saw that. Mary journeyed with him in those three years of public ministry, and she heard him say those words time and time again, that he would literally suffer and die for the sins of the people, but then on the third day be raised and open wide the doors of paradise. You know, Mary is that mom. Mary is the ama. If, if Christ referred to God the Father as Abba, which is Daddy, he most certainly referred to Mary as Ama, Mama, his Mama. In the words of the saints who have come before us, don't be afraid to love Mary too much. You can never love her as much as Jesus loves her. That's his Mama. And thinking of Mary's life, 
the great joys and the great sorrows, I wrote a song for her, and it's called Woman of Sorrow, Woman of Joy. Woman of sorrow, woman of joy, woman of strength, who witnessed the truth of grace.
as we continue along the journey of Savior and sustenance, the next part that I want to go to comes from this focus of the just the the preparedness that each of us is called to do in order to receive Jesus Christ in the most pure and perfect way that we can. And what I mean by that is that so many times we look at the sacrament of the Eucharist, that we want to come to the Eucharistic banquet and just somehow have this Jesus and me moment, which it is. It is incredibly intimate to receive into our being, to receive on the tongue or in our hand, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, our Savior and our sustenance, God Almighty. And that when we consume him, as we are consuming him, we are being consumed by him in this most intimate Eucharistic embrace. But we can't take that for granted. And we should not approach the altar of sacrifice, the altar of the Eucharistic banquet, until we have literally prepared our souls to be purified vessels in order to do so. It is all gift. We cannot earn it. We cannot earn the grace. We cannot earn the gift of the sacrament of the Eucharist. But we can certainly review our lives and if it's been a while since you've been to the sacrament of reconciliation, I beg of you today to go, go to a church, ask the priest to give you this beautiful sacrament and to lay in front of the Lord, anything that is on your soul that should not be there. Take a beautiful examination of conscience. Look at the 10 commandments and say, which of these have I broken to any degree? You know, we may not have killed someone in breaking that fifth commandment, thou shall not kill, but perhaps we've spoken against someone, we've gossiped about someone, we've done something to kill a reputation of someone. Then there are the more serious ones. Have you been guilty of the sin of abortion? Have you taken the life of a child? Or have you helped someone to do that? We cannot, with these kinds of sins on our soul, approach the Eucharistic banquet and think that it's okay. We need to first seek that healing and merciful grace of reconciliation. I love to share the story of how I would, you know, prepare the table for Christmas dinner. And, you know, it's been a year since those dishes were used and we bring them down out of the cupboard and we set the table. And then we look at that beautiful crystal stemware that was last used some months ago. And I don't know about where you live, but here in the desert of Arizona, things get a bit dusty at times. And could you imagine serving that beautiful Christmas dinner, pouring the beautiful wine or that crystal clear water into dirty crystal stemware? No, nor should we allow our souls to be nourished when they are filled with the, the dirt of sin when the beauty and the merciful healing of reconciliation makes us a purified vessel. And so the song that I want to go to today that kind of speaks this heart and speaks the part of this is called, What Kind of Throne Have I Prepared? Whether we receive in our hands or receive on your tongue, the beauty of the Eucharistic embrace goes so much deeper when we have taken that time to be well prepared to put forth the throne of our hand to receive the Christ, or to put forward the throne of our tongue on which he will be set for us to consume him. What kind of throne have I prepared? What kind of throne have I prepared? Reaching out, I draw you near. 
Now, one of the chapters of the book that um, it's one of those that as I was writing it, I thought, you know, how do I approach this? What is the, the best way for me to approach this part of it? But it is truly the Eucharistic embrace, becoming one with Jesus in a true and real and physical reality. And in this chapter of the book, we're going to look at the correlation, the beautiful correlation of the sacrament of marriage and the sacrament of Holy Eucharist. True agape love, the total giving and receiving of oneself with Jesus Christ. You know, in the marital embrace, in the words of St. John Paul the Great, he said in the Theology of the Body that when husband and wife have that incredible union in the marital embrace, the pureness of the grace of the sacrament of holy matrimony in which that marital embrace happens is so strong that it literally kicks the devil out. And I believe that in our world, the way that marriage and the way that physical unions of people have become so distorted and so tainted by the, the craziness of our world, I want to remind us everyone listening today, that if inside the sacrament of matrimony, the marital embrace kicks Satan out, imagine that when we have that distorted and twisted version of that, where it is not within the sacrament of matrimony, you are literally inviting Satan in. And we have been seeing that all over our world. And it breaks my heart that it has come so close to my own hometown here in Scottsdale where Satanists would dare to gather here next week. So again, I am begging you to please pray for those who are planning this heinous thing that they would have a change of heart, that they would have a true conversion and find the reality of who is in the Eucharistic embrace. So the song that I want to share with you, uh, Michael Mede sings the voice of Jesus along with me, the song that was written by Skip West from Michigan. And when he asked me to record this song, it just struck me the beauty of this correlation between the Eucharistic embrace and the beauty of the marital embrace inside of the sacrament of holy matrimony. This song is entitled, Fully Yours. Narrow gate opens for my procession. I surrender for our life together. And a marriage meant forever. Seeking my transformation.
One more chapter before we close out today, and it is the the adoration time that once we have found Jesus in the beautiful Eucharistic embrace of the Mass, where we have sought that beautiful reconciliation in that sacrament so that we come to him ready to receive him as our Savior and our sustenance, our God and our King, the lover of our souls and our Lord we can then also take time with him throughout the week in Eucharistic adoration, face-to-face, listening, quieting ourselves, feeling and hearing the heart of Jesus. Um, This is an amazing part of our Catholic faith, to be able to come to him in Eucharistic adoration and have that one-on-one face time with Jesus. So from me, your host, Julie Carrick, the song Adoration. Come to offer perfect praise to you To bring a gift of self to offer Kneeling here before you now I feel unworthy, Lord Help me lift my eyes to see To see you looking into me Into a heart that longs to love you Into these eyes that beg to see Into my arms that need your true embrace Into my hearing all my senses Into every breath I breathe And grace, 
taking this time with me today. I am so excited to share the new book, Savior and Sustenance. And of course, for the details on that and all of the artists whose music and ministry I share each and every week, please visit WeSingOurFaith.org. WeSingOurFaith.org. That's the site. The toll-free number, if you would like to order the book, you can do that at the site or give us a call. one 888 8806874 And now until next week may God bless you and keep you Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation This is the Guadalupe Radio Network Radio for your soul Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM 
They pray for continued blessings on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will customize a plan to fit your individual needs. 866-810-6800. 866-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. 30 Seconds on the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Brought to you by the Guadalupe Radio Network. The gift of wisdom helps us to make the right decision in the present moment of our lives. Choosing to join the corporate world or to live as a missionary may not be a moral issue, but it's important to pray for the gift of wisdom to discern God's will for our lives. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit decidedexcellence.com. That's decidedexcellence.com. Hope Restored Healing the Wounds of Abortion is a two-day ecumenical conference for mental health professionals, clergy, and adults on September 13 and 14 at St. Paul Parish Center in Richardson. Feature speakers Kevin Burke, Sister Patricia Marie, and Dr. Ingrid Scott will discuss topics like the effects of abortion on women and men, what has happened since the Dobb decision, and the mental health effects of chemical versus surgical abortion. Go to prolifedallas.org forward slash conference for more information or to register. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.